everyone. Welcome back to Well Then, a podcast where we talk about all things wellness and putting your health first. I'm your host, Megan Scherer. Today you are tuning in to the first episode in a really special mini-series on the podcast all about breast implant illness and women who've chosen to get their implants explanted or removed. So every day this week there's going to be a new episode featuring a different woman's story uh, and information on breast implant illness and this collection of symptoms that is causing many women out there to choose to get their breast implants removed. So I want to give you a little bit of context for what to expect in this series and who you'll be hearing from. So first off, I want to kick it off with acknowledging that I'm doing this series because it is very close to home for me. For those of you who don't know, I personally had breast implants and I chose them to chose to get them removed um, a little over two and a half years ago now. And I've written about that story online. You can you can read more on my blog, but I'm, I'm going to dive into it today as well. And over the years, I've gotten a lot of questions from women about what that process was like for me, why I decided to do it what symptoms I may have been experiencing at the time. And, you know, also over the last couple of years, there's been a huge rise in the, the prevalence of conversations about breast implant illness and women getting their implants removed on social media. And more and more women are getting help and support for issues with their implants and also just empowering themselves to decide that, you know, they, they don't, necessarily want them in the first place, even if they aren't causing symptoms. Uh, and so this rise in, in these conversations, uh, in addition to the questions that have been asked of me, really led me to want to do this series, to provide a platform where more women can share their story so that other women out there who are listening can benefit from it and can be impacted by the the testimonies of these women who that, who maybe they're able to relate to. Um, because as you'll hear when I dive into my story, that's exactly what happened for me. It took me hearing from one other woman who was going through something similar to me for me to really have the courage to, to go through with getting my implants taken out. So that's the intention behind this series. Like I said, every day will be a new episode featuring different women, um, as well as a board-certified plastic surgeon about all of their experiences with the explant process, breast implant illness, and um, all the conversations surrounding plastic surgery. So some terms that you'll be hearing over the next week, uh, one you've already heard a bunch of times by now is breast implant illness. And so I just want to set that up by saying that I will be going into more depth about what breast implant illness is um, in each of these episodes. And, and each woman will be sharing her unique experience um, because in a nutshell, BII, breast implant illness, is a collection of, of autoimmune symptoms that result from the body basically rejecting the implant, rejecting the foreign object in the body and doing everything that it can to protect the rest of the body from this foreign object and from the chemicals that 
it leaches into the body, um, whether you have silicone or saline implants. And there are, you know, unique issues with both. And again, we'll dive into that more in, in specific details in some of the future episodes. So you'll be hearing collections of symptoms that different women have experienced. And, and it's important to note that for every person, the, the illness can look a little bit different. And you'll also hear a lot of reflection on why women chose to get their implants in the first place and what it was like for them to get them removed and, and what it's been like for them since. And I just want to note off the bat that this series is not meant to be an attack on plastic surgery, women who get plastic surgery, or women who elect to keep their implants in. Every person is entitled to their own choices about their own body, but the intention of this series is education. It is to help educate women out there on what possibly could happen when they choose to get and keep implants in their body. And it's basically just a call to action on, on getting us all to, to challenge our beliefs a little bit more in what we've been led to believe is important and to challenge our way of thinking when we do elect to to go under the knife and get plastic surgery or change something drastically about our body it's just to again spark conversation and get us thinking a little bit more critically and a little bit more deeply about why these things are important to us so it might feel confronting for you if this is a, a new conversation, if you have had plastic surgery, if you have implants in. Um, I know that this was confronting for me as well when I, when I first started thinking about it. And um, everybody's process is really unique and individual. So as you're listening to these women's stories, if it is triggering different emotions or reactions in you, I just really encourage you to be compassionate and gentle with yourself as you're feeling whatever it is that you're feeling and, and get inquisitive and ask yourself why those feelings might be coming up. So those are some disclaimers. And, um, you know, I also want to make the disclaimer that I am not a medical doctor. So the things that you're hearing here are my personal testimony and the testimonies of the women that I have connected with who are sharing on the show. Um, in, in addition to, as I mentioned, a board certified plastic plastic surgeon who is a physician um, and, and is offering uh, more in-depth medical guidance. So that's what to expect coming up, but I want to dive in first to my story so you guys have a little bit of context about where I'm coming from and why I decided to do this series. So in order to properly set this up for you guys, I want to take you back to the very beginning, uh, even before I I got plastic surgery and um, go all the way back to, to childhood um, and when I first started thinking about it. So we're going to start off in middle school. So when I was in middle school, I, uh, my body physically developed later than a lot of the girls in my grade. I, I didn't go through puberty as early. Um, and even once I did, I didn't really develop big boobs. I, I didn't have a lot of breast tissue and that just wasn't something that was in the cards for me. I was a pretty active and athletic kid too. I did gymnastics and dance um, and, 
and a couple other sports. And so my body just tended to be leaner in that area. Um, at the same time, I also happened to have a, a best friend who had developed much earlier than a lot of our other friends. And she was kind of known for uh, having bigger boobs and that that became her reputation. And so in comparison to her, I started to feel a little bit maybe inadequate. And I had, um, I would, I don't want to say bullying, but there were boys uh, at, at that time in middle school who made comments about my body and saying things like I had a flat chest and I was flat as a board, things like that, that, you know, kids say things to other kids and they don't necessarily know the lasting impact of what they're saying. And I didn't necessarily even know the lasting impact of hearing those kinds of statements. Um, and I think that I, I really started to take that to heart and feeling like, I wasn't good enough. There was something about me that wasn't up to this societal standard of beauty and femininity, and I needed to change that. And so from a pretty young age, in my early teens, I had made this mental decision that when I was older, I was going to get implants. And I had decided that I would probably get them after I had kids, because I knew that my body would change a lot after I had kids anyways. So I was kind of curious to see if my boobs naturally got bigger um, and how they changed after breastfeeding. And so I just had this assumption in the back of my head that I would probably get implants later in life after having had kids. And knowing that, it kind of then just made me feel a little bit at peace. It was a little bit on the back burner um, and I didn't give as much thought to it throughout the rest of my, my high school and college years. Although I will note that, again, in my early teens, probably when I was about 13, 14, maybe 15, um, I would do anything that I could to try to make it seem like I had a fuller chest. So in middle school, I stuffed my bra, I wore padded bras, and that was something I was really self-conscious about as well, because I wanted everybody to think that I just naturally had breasts, but I didn't. And I had this whole routine down to stuffing my bra. And I, looking back on it, it's just like, so sad that, <laughs> that at this time when kids are already feeling this pressure to fit in, there's so much focus on their bodies and, and so many young girls feeling like they need to change something about their body just to fit in. And I remember like going to pool parties would stress me out because obviously you can't like stuff your bathing suit with tissue when you're getting in the water because that would be really weird. And so I even like at one point started looking up and buying supplements that were meant to like help grow your, your breast tissue. And I, I wanted to do anything I could to make it work. And the things that I tried didn't work. So I think eventually I kind of just gave up on it and maybe learned to just accept my body as it was for the time being. Um, if you have listened to other parts of my story, you might also know that I struggled with an eating disorder as a teenager. So that really didn't help things either because it kept my body underweight. It kept me very lean. What little body fat I did have before was gone. And um, so I think that that kind of perpetuated the issue. So Fast forward to recovering from my eating disorder, getting into my early 20s, having more of a sense of self-love and self-acceptance, and breast implants were not on my radar at this point at all. 
And, you know, as many of you know, again, if you've followed my story, um, in my early 20s, when I was 22 years old, I was in a car accident. I was hit by a drunk driver. And from that car accident, I started experiencing a collection of symptoms called post-concussive syndrome over the next couple years. And for me, what that looked like was really severe fatigue, chronic fatigue, migraines, brain fog, uh, depression, anxiety, panic attacks um, almost daily for quite a while, and just huge changes in my mood and personality. And it was also at that time that I started competing in bodybuilding competitions as a way to try to have something to hold on to, a goal to strive for and, and create some sense of control in my life. And I thought it would make my it would make me feel better about myself during this really hard time. So I got really into the competition world because it felt like the one thing that I could control, which if you've ever struggled with disordered eating patterns, you probably know that that sounds like a glorified eating disorder, which in many ways it was, being really strict and rigidly controlled about my body and the way that it looked and everything I was putting in it. Um, but I was doing it under the guise of like, oh, but I'm being so healthy because like I've put on all this muscle and like I'm at a healthy weight, which yes, was true. But Again, I was going to really drastic extremes to get there and mentally was, was not in a good place about it. Um, and you'll hear in several episodes throughout this series this week, other women who have a background in fitness competitions who have had implants and elected to get them removed. And I just want to point out that that's no coincidence. You'll hear myself and, and many of them talk about um, the prevalence of implants in the competition and fitness industry and why so many women get them and why it's, it's much more widely encouraged and accepted there. Um, so just know that you'll be hearing that a lot throughout this week. So again, for me, that was something that I was really bought into at the time and really attached to, to doing and something that is talked about in that industry is having a balanced physique. So you're encouraged to get very lean, um, very low body fat percentage um, to, to basically show the definition of your muscles. And at the same time, the judges, judges still expect you to have a womanly figure and to have curves. And so to achieve that, is really difficult naturally because when you're losing that amount of body fat, typically your breast tissue goes along with it and the fat in your breast goes along with it. So a lot of women elect to get breast implants to create that symmetry, that balanced physique. And at the time, I, I thought that this was something I wanted to do long term. I wanted to get my pro card, I wanted to keep competing and make a career out of this or, or at least, you know, use it as part of my career in the wellness industry. And so I was convinced that if I got implants, it would help me place better and it would, it would help me to excel in this field. And mind you, I was already placing pretty well. I was getting second place in most of my shows, which makes you nationally qualified. Um, and it's it's kind of insidious how nothing is ever enough in that industry and if you've competed before you know this it's it's this weird kind of 
subjective thing where you're comparing yourself to the bodies of other women for this subjective standard of what the best is. And so nothing really is ever enough because there's always going to be a judge who thinks that somebody else's body is better than yours. And it's purely based on aesthetic and appearance and not internal health. And I've said this before, I'll say it a million times over again. Oftentimes, fitness competitors are some of the least healthy people that I've ever met because they're going to such drastic extremes to get their body to look that way. And it is genetically rare for somebody to be able to achieve that type of appearance without going to those extremes. I'm not saying it's impossible. Uh, some people absolutely can do it and, and are doing it, but there's you know a lot of people in that industry who are using performance enhancing drugs and um, just, yeah, a lot of disordered behaviors to, to look a certain way. So there I was, I was 24 years old and I decided that I needed implants. This was the time I, you know, kind of revisited that conversation in my mind of like, oh, well, I thought I was going to get them, you know, after I, I had kids anyways, so why not just get them now? And I thought it was something that would make me feel better. Again, I was still struggling with a lot of feelings of depression and anxiety and um, panic attacks. And I was just a little bit all over the place at the time. And so I was really searching for something to make me feel whole and complete. And in that mind frame, I thought that having the quote unquote perfect body would do that for me. Um, and at the same time, it wasn't a decision I was like super excited to announce to the world or was proud about. So proud of. So I didn't tell a lot of people. Um, I told my best friend, my roommate, and my mom, um, and then a couple of the people that I trained with at the time because I was going to have to take you know time off after surgery from training. And other than that, I kind of kept it quiet. Um, and it was a really impulsive decision. Once I decided that this was what I wanted, I um, met with a plastic surgeon that I had connected with through a friend. Uh, I really liked him. I really liked his practice. Um, you know, he gave me a quote and we set up the surgery. And it wasn't long after that that I went in and got implants. And the process for me just... Um, so you know, because a lot of people have asked, was actually really smooth. Getting them wasn't wasn't really an issue. Um, the surgery went went really well. Um, they, you know, turned out fine in my body. Um, initially, I just to give a little bit of context, I got um, textured cohesive gel implants in an anatomical shape. They're often referred to as the gummy bear implants um, because they are they hold their shape a little bit more. I got them because I wanted more of a natural look and feel. I didn't want to go like crazy big because I was pretty flat chested to begin with and I didn't want it to be a huge difference. Um, and I didn't, to be honest, I didn't really do a ton of research. I am a smart girl. I'm well-educated. I am not typically impulsive either. I'm usually pretty indecisive when it comes to big, big life decisions. But with this, I just kind of looked up like, what are the risks? Okay, what are the chances of those things actually happening? 
And from there, I think I just looked for confirmation bias. Like I just looked for women who had success stories with getting their implants and this similar type of implant and looked for women who loved their decision, were happy about it. And once I had heard enough of that, I figured, okay, well then it must be, must be totally fine. You know, the FDA recommends these. It's not, uh, it's not a band in our country, so must be fine. And this was really out of character for me for a, a lot of reasons. Um, one, like I said, I'm not impulsive. Normally, I, I research things really thoroughly. Two, I had been very conscientious about what I put in my body prior to that. Um, many of you know that I'm a holistic nutritionist and wellness coach, and I put a lot of emphasis on ensuring that what you're putting into your body is as pure and clean and healthy as possible. And I didn't do any research in, into like, well, what are these implants actually made up of? Um, so I had no idea that there were so many different chemicals and carcinogenic cancer causing neurotoxic elements in these implants. I, I didn't know that until much later on. So again, got my implants. That went, the surgery went well. In fact, my surgeon encouraged me to, to go out to dinner that day. So <laughs> after going home and resting for a couple hours, I had somebody take me out on a dinner date that night, like nothing had ever happened. And um, that's kind of wild to me looking back. Like I had just undergone major surgery had been under general anesthesia and went out to a fancy restaurant like it was no big deal. So then the next few weeks, um, you know, recovery was pretty smooth. It was definitely, I experienced pain and discomfort, um, but nothing too crazy. And after a few weeks was able to get back into light exercising. And then a few weeks later back into more of a, a consistent gradually heavier training routine. So as far as that aspect of how the surgery actually went, it went well. So physically, there should have been no reason for me to, to want to take the implants out. But not long after getting the surgery, I started to have really conflicted feelings about if I had made the right decision. Um, looking back, I think there were a lot more signs that if I had been listening to my intuition, I, I would have heard sooner on my body telling me like, hey, this isn't great. We don't love this. And these implants do not feel good. But I was at that point still so committed to attaining this like perfect body and like what I thought a woman was supposed to look like and thought that that would make me happy that I was just chasing that and prioritizing that over my health. So I was kind of basking in the moments where it did make me feel good about myself, where I felt that I was filling out clothes differently and had more confidence in some aspects. Um, but there were also a lot, of, a lot of instances where I actually started to feel more self-conscious than I had been before. Um, I was really, really aware that there were these foreign objects in my body sitting right on top of my chest and like they were so obvious for all the world to see and they really just didn't feel like me so 
I had given it some thought and I was like, okay, maybe if I just give this some time, you know, this is, this is a big change. Maybe I just have to give myself time to adjust to the way that I look now. I'm in a new body and you know, you don't adjust to that overnight. So I'll give it time and then maybe I'll feel better. But as time went on, I didn't feel better. I still felt self-conscious about them. I was very aware of them. Anytime I was talking to people, if I was giving somebody a hug, I would feel the implants pressing between me and them. And I was so sure that they felt them too. And they were thinking about it. Um, and it really made me a lot less present with people. And after that, after that time, a few months after surgery, I decided to stop competing entirely. I started to feel the effects that training like that was having on my body. And I started to become aware of this sort of shock that I had with myself of going under the knife to change my body to do better in a fitness competition to ultimately win a plastic trophy. And that felt so out of alignment for me that it really turned me off to, to the fitness industry um, and, and bodybuilding competitions in particular. And I started to wonder, like, why did I do that in the first place? It really goes against a lot of what I preach and teach to other women in, you know, self-love and learning to love yourself and accept yourself no matter what. Um, and so I was kind of confused in that regard. And I also realized that none of none of the symptoms or the reasons why I got them had gone away. I wanted to feel better. And I realized like all the things I had been feeling from the car accident and the post-concussive syndrome, like the depression, the anxiety, the brain fog, none of that was getting any better. And I didn't feel good about myself physically either. And then my body started to rebel a little bit. So at the time, I knew nothing about breast implant illness. Um, I had never heard of it before. I didn't know what the symptoms were. So this isn't something that I was thinking about. Um, it wasn't until after I got my implants out that I learned about breast implant illness and started to reflect on, wow, some of these symptoms I was experiencing could absolutely have been tied to, and in my opinion, were tied to having implants in. So just to give you a sense of what that was, like I said before, I was already experiencing chronic fatigue, brain fog, anxiety, panic attacks, depression before I had put the implants in my body. So I can't really say whether or not the, the fact that I continued to experience those things was because of having the implants in or if it was, I would have continued to experience them anyways because of, of the concussion that I had gotten. But there were a collection of symptoms that I can definitely tie to getting the implants in. So after having the augmentation surgery, I started to experience a lot of skin issues. I was getting eczema um, all over my face, around my eyes. I was getting random acne that I had never dealt with before and just patches of redness all over that I couldn't really explain. My hair changed textures a lot. It um, started to become really dry and brittle and much, much thinner. Um, and when I look back at photos during that time, I can see that there were actually patches of my hair that had been falling out or gotten really thin that I, I 
just didn't realize until looking back on it. Um, I would get back pain in my middle and upper back and um, feel this sense of never really being able to take a full deep breath. And my muscles were recovering a lot slower. When I would do heavy workouts, I would feel like it took a lot longer to be able to get back to normal. Um, and then finally, this, this symptom is the most obviously obvious physical one that I knew was something was off. And that's that one of my implants um, was starting to rotate. So in my left breast, um, like I said, I have anatomical implants. So those were the teardrop-shaped ones um, rather than the round ones. So if a teardrop-shaped implant rotates, then all of a sudden it's going to be fuller at the top and thinner at the bottom, which is the opposite of what it's supposed to feel like. And <laughs> this was the weirdest sensation ever. I can't even tell you how bizarre it was when this would happen to be able to be so aware that this thing inside me was not in the right position. Um, it would be so uncomfortable. I started to get a really weird sensation around the incision under my left breast. And, um, you know, the plastic surgeon kind of assured me that, like, this, th there was no danger to this, but if I wanted to get it corrected, I could. And so then that's when I really started to think about, like, wow, what is the point of even having these in my body? They stress me out. I'm so aware that this this one is rotating and it doesn't feel great. And I'm starting to suspect that like this back pain and shortness of breath and skin issues might be tied to having the implants in. So why do I have them in anymore? And when I finally started to think about getting them taken out, all types of different thoughts and conversations came up in my head. And I had never heard of anybody doing that before. I had heard of women getting implants removed and replaced because, you know, that's something that for the most part you should know if you're getting plastic surgery that they recommend you replace implants every 10 years or so, 10 to 15 years. They are not permanent lifetime devices. Um, but I had never heard of any woman getting implants taken out and removed entirely and not replacing them with another pair. So I just started to try and do research, like, okay, what happens if you get them taken out? What does that look like? And um, finally, I came across one, one woman who had shared her story on social media about her explant process. She had just recently gone through it, and I had this feeling like, wow, okay, it is possible. Somebody out there did it. She has a success story. and. I feel like I, I found her for a reason. I feel like this is something I'm supposed to do. And once I had talked to her, asked her some questions, and she um, kind of calmed some of my fears about it, um, I decided right away, like, this is what I knew I needed to do. I went into the surgeon scheduled um, for, I think, about two, two weeks out. And two weeks later, I went in, got my implants removed and was so clear right after the surgery that this is what I should have done. And like I said, it wasn't until later that I started to learn about BII and then kind of reflecting back on like, wow, a lot of these symptoms I had could absolutely have been tied to having my implants in. And oh my God, I wonder what would have happened had I had them in longer. So it was about two years from the time I got them in 
to the time I got them out. It was almost two years exactly. And that's not a lot of time. Um, it's enough that my body was reacting poorly, but you know, some women have had implants in for much, much longer. So over the last couple years, I have just become more and more grateful that I decided to get the implants out when I did. And, you know, that first year there were a lot of lessons involved. Um, first, recovering physically was a little bit harder. Um, a lot of women ask, like, did it hurt to get them out? Um, the only major difference in getting them out versus getting them in for me was having drains put in. The drains um, basically remove the excess fluid that's in that space, that the cavity that was created where the implants were, the pocket that was created. Um, and the drains were really painful. And getting them removed was a very, very weird sensation that is hard to describe. And I was not prepared for that. Um, but that's, you know, only about five days. So in the grand scheme of things, not too bad. And then um, over the next few weeks, wearing a compression bra really helped a lot too with the pain, just to, to feel like more secure. Um, but then I started to just feel better and better. My yoga practice started to feel better again. I could breathe more deeply. Um, I had more energy. My skin started to clear up. The pain in my upper back was immediately gone um, after the surgery, which was really cool. And I had been having um, issues with edema or, or swelling and water retention in my body, and that started to slowly go away as well. So I wasn't one of those women who, like, it was night and day, um, you know, from, from the, before the explant to after, um, but it was definitely a, a gradual and noticeable improvement over time. Um, and then the rest of that year, I really started to do a lot more deep internal work around, like, wow, why did I get these implants in the first place? What was it that society taught me that I believed that wasn't good enough about me that I had to go under the knife to change my body? And why was I putting so much focus on my physical body in the first place and forgetting about all these other things that matter so much more about me, like my passions and, and curiosity and intellect and kindness and compassion, all those things. Um, so I started to do a deep dive into that work. And honestly, it was one of the most powerful things I could have ever learned. So while there was part of me that was like, damn, I wish I had never gotten implants in the first place because that was so expensive, such an expensive mistake. And, you know, who knows what, how long the impact of, of, on my body will last with these symptoms. Um, you know, there's another part of me that realized like, I might not have learned this depth of self-love and self-compassion if I hadn't gone through that. So that for me was, I think, one of, one of the best things to come out of this was just realizing who I was and what mattered to me and kind of waking up to all the ways that our society teaches us to play small and to follow these prescribed routes and fit these molds that don't work for everybody. We're meant to be different and we're meant to be unique and we are all so special. And our bodies are the least important thing about us. And, you know, one question that I kept getting repeatedly when I was telling people that I was going to have this surgery and get them removed 
was, are you afraid of what they'll look like afterwards? Are you afraid of losing your boobs? And there, to be totally honest, there was a small part of me that was. Um, I was afraid of, of what they might look like, but the bigger part of me was really excited. I had honestly missed having small boobs. Like, I, it was fun from time to time to fill out certain clothes, but I missed having the this flat chest that I had grown up with. I missed having that figure that I had come to know my entire life. And I knew that no matter what they looked like, if they changed shape and were different than before, I could come to love and accept my body anyways and appreciate my choice because I was choosing health over vanity. And so that question, when it kept coming up, are you afraid of what they'll look like? My answer was, even if I am, I'm, I'm confident in my decision and I'm doing it anyways. And it just made me realize like how much value, how much weight our society places on our physical bodies when it's like, they're going to change anyways. Like throughout my life, my whole body is going to change many, many times. If I get pregnant and have children and breastfeed, my body's going to change. As I get older, my body's going to change. So why be so attached to it looking the way that it did when I was 21? It's not going to, and that's okay. And I'm still worthy as a human being. And <laughs> I just started to get really, really passionate about sharing that message. Um, and it's, you know, it's something that I'm still passionate about sharing. And it's one of the main reasons that I am so excited for this series to be released and for all the women listening to benefit from not only hearing my story, but all the other women who share theirs and to just challenge what we've been taught. Challenge the fact that it's become so commonplace and normal for this decision to be made on a whim for this impulsive decision to be made to get plastic surgery at a really young age. You'll hear from some young women on this show who got implants as, a, as teenagers and, you know, just starting to question like, why do we think that's okay? Why are we spending so much money on changing our appearance and putting our body through a traumatic event when maybe there's other more important things we could be focused on? So that's that's kind of the the message that you'll hear more from more of this week and i highly encourage you to subscribe to to the show so that you can get updates when each of the episodes are released with each of the women and their stories um and then at the end of the week i'm going to come back on and recap with um some testimonials from more women who weren't able to come on the show but still wanted to share their stories and tell you a little bit more about what they do and don't tell you about plastic surgery and about breast implant illness and um, some just some best practices and, and general knowledge for you to have if you are considering getting plastic surgery or if you've already had it and you're considering getting your implants removed. So. I hope that you um, tune in to the rest of the week. If you are a woman who knows any other women in your life, I encourage you to share this with them. If you are a man listening who knows any women in your life, I encourage you to share it with them as well. Whether 
they have implants or not, whether they're considering getting them or not, this conversation is so important to have because it's not just about plastic surgery. It's about how we're viewing women and physical bodies as a whole and the value that we're placing on appearance over everything else. And this is just such an important conversation to continue to be had. So again, I highly encourage you to share this and thank you so much for tuning in today to the first episode in the breast implant and explantation series. And we will see you tomorrow for the next episode. Thanks for tuning in.